0: Are you tired of spending your time and money chasing strategy after strategy only to discover what worked 10, 5, or even 2 years ago is not working now? Things shift fast in the online space, and if you're not keeping up, you're getting left behind it's time for something different welcome to the marketing media and money podcast where every single episode will be jam-packed with proven profitable strategies behind the scenes secrets and what's working now resources from industry experts and global influencers to help you scale your business shorten your learning curve and stand out in a crowded noisy marketplace and now your host award-winning marketing and media strategist and international speaker patty farmer
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Marketing Media Money Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Farmer, and I'm looking forward to sharing today's industry expert with you. And today, we are going to be talking about focusing on creating joint venture partners to grow your business without spending more money on marketing or advertising. Could that be true? Absolutely. And today, our guest is going to share about it. And what some strategies would be for you to implement so get your pen and paper out get ready to take some notes and hear some nuggets and let me tell you a little bit about our guest so biz coach steve Feld is a certified business coach author professional speaker podcast host and award-winning business management executive his goal is to stop business owners from suffering entrepreneurial depression and to stop making running their businesses so difficult He has owned and operated seven businesses and turned around three others and written seven books. Business owners and entrepreneurs hire him to crack seven figures without burning themselves out. Please welcome Biz Coach Steve. Thanks so much
2: for being here with me, Steve. Great. Thanks for having me, Patty.
1: Let's dive right in because I have to tell you what we're going to talk about today. Joint ventures is something that's very near and dear to my heart. To get us started first, for those in the audience who may not know, what is your definition of a joint venture?
2: Mine is the way I teach it for my business owners and everywhere I talk, is partnering up with someone who also services the same tribe as you, and tribe by being your target market. But you could do things differently than they do, and I think we're going to get deep into it. But I partner up with a lot of other coaches and consultants but they do things that I don't do. And I do things that they don't do, but we both service the same people. Why not come together and introduce one another to each other's tribes and expand our networks and help the people out? Because at the end of the day, it's all about helping your customer. Absolutely.
1: I think that is so true. And I know that for me, a lot of times people don't get that, but in the world of coaching, marketing, all of those things, it's a huge umbrella. If you know how you serve, the best partner is always going to be somebody who serves the same market as you, but in a completely different way. I think a lot of times people tend to want to focus on their strengths, the things they do well, which is fabulous, of course. But I feel like the real opportunity is in the things that maybe you don't do as well. For example, I don't love to copyright like that is not one of my skill sets. It's not my favorite thing, but whenever I'm doing a joint venture, they're the very first partner I look for because that is their strength. And usually marketing may or may not be their strength. So they're really a great partner for me. So I think people need to think outside the box a little bit and not just be thinking about what their strengths are, but maybe spending some time thinking about what they are not because Opportunity in itself, I like to call that an op, stands for other people's people. And that is the name of the game. And for the audience out there, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So here's my first question, Steve. Do you think there is a difference? And if you do, what do you think the difference is between a joint venture and just collaborating with somebody?
2: I'll tackle collaboration. People collaborate all the time. Hey, let's get together for coffee. And talk about some. That's a collaboration. But did any action come out of it? Or you can maybe do a, where I say joint venture is, hey, let's get together. I'll promote you. You promote me on your platform. And we're going to share our audiences. And there could be affiliate fees involved, income. If I get clients from you, then why not pay you for that? And vice versa. But we have a proactive strategy to promote each other. And I've collaborated with businesses before. So we've done a webinar together. You invite your people, I'll invite my people, and let's see what happens. But did we have any joint ventureship created, whereas we were actively promoting each other, the other person? And we didn't. But that was a collaboration. And we had a great webinar. We had a couple hundred people on it. They did part of it. I did part of it. We just went back and forth. And then whatever business we got out of it was our own. We didn't track if it came from which one.
1: Would you say that sometimes when we're just collaborating, that could be that we're just sharing tasks? Mm -hmm. We're just sharing tasks, not necessarily creating a revenue strategy. Revenue sharing as a speaker, this is something that obviously that... Happens all the time, especially if you're a platform speaker or you're a speak from the stage or self from the stage speaker. This is something that people will come across a lot, but I think that it doesn't have to just be left on the stage. There's yeah. a lot of opportunity really there. Thinking about what I said, you could just sit there and write this whole list of what your strengths are. But yeah. I think it's also important to write a list of some of those things or maybe some industries that serve the same market as you, but in a completely different way. And like I said, as a marketing person, the marketing umbrella is very, very big. And people who do websites fall under the marketing umbrella, but I don't do websites at all. And so they're a great referral partner for me. I don't do branding either, can do branding. It's not that I don't know it, but I like to stay in my lane in marketing and media because I find, that they make really great referral partners. And one of the things that I have seen, if you're not an abundance mindset person, and maybe you're a little bit more of a scarcity mindset, and hopefully Steve's going to help you to shift that (laughs) today. One of the things is when you tell people that you can do this and this and this, even if the one in the middle is the thing that you're really the authority Mm -hmm. on in you can do some of those things. The question you need to ask yourself is should you? Are you leaving revenue on the table by not having a partner come in and doing a joint venture together versus doing everything yourself? Because a lot of times people who maybe don't have quite the abundance mentality, they don't want to refer you business because you are doing a little bit of what they do and they don't feel comfortable when you're overlapping. Now, I'm sure you're going to agree with me here. For me, the people that overlap with me are my best
2: joint venture partners for sure. So where do you stand on that? Yeah, I'll even take that example because I had a client, I was working on his business and he had an HR problem. We started looking at going through the business and it was like, he had no HR personnel. He had no employee handbook, 84 employees. It was just a, a mess. Could I do it? Yes. Do I want to do it? No. Am I the expert in it? No. So guess what? I know someone who has their own HR company who does exactly this. I called them up and I brought them in as my strategic alliance partner, introduced them to the owner. I said, this person is the person who will focus on this and clean it up. And he's, yeah, let's do it. She then paid me a referral fee from it. That way I have now the expert taking care of it and I'm getting paid by referring it out. Now the client is happier than anything because someone who lives and dies and breathes HR is now doing it, not me.
1: It makes a lot of sense. And then when you realize that too, maybe you're not making as much of the money, but you didn't have to do any of the work. And so the time that was involved in that is really key. And I think that's what people really need to think about because setting yourself up to be in your tribe, network, whatever you want to call it for yourself is being that go-to expert Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. In my network, Mm -hmm. that is me. People know that it doesn't matter whether they're talking about marketing or not. They're like, they could go out and find somebody or they will tell me, or I can just come to you, Patty, say, who do you know that does this? Or who do you know that does that? And they know that not only am I going to be able to tell them who, I'll be able to do a personal introduction and I've already vetted them because right. I would never refer somebody as a partner that I hadn't vetted never. first. The reality is there's value in that.
2: Absolutely. I actually even have a sheet and it has my referral who I would refer out because they've already been vetted. I trust them. I've seen their work. I know their clients and they do the same for me. So when someone says, oh, I need to get my website redone, great. I know three companies but let's get deeper. So I know the questions to ask to really find which one of those three is the best one for them. After I do that, I call up the company. I said, listen, I got a client. Here's what they're looking for. So now we are collaborating. We stay on the same page with the client. The client doesn't know that we're always talking in the back to make sure we're doing the best possible work for the client. He's getting what they want out of it, which is a website. And we're both moving ahead and the client is happy as can be. Meanwhile, it's hey, a referral fee, strategic alliance, whatever you want to call it. It's like, but I know these people are going to just do a kick butt job on it. That's what I call it. And that's the way a lot of business owners I come across are like, I would never give away that business. I could develop it. I'm like, no, you can't. These are the people who are experts in it. Because you think if you give away a little piece of information that your client's going to leave you? No become the resource center for your client that's going to help them in the long run
1: not only that but say that this is your area of expertise i'll use myself so marketing and media so say just because i can do branding you're going to do usually your branding before you do the marketing strategy and if branding is not my absolute top dog thing that i can do but I want to do it because I don't want to refer it out. Then what's going to happen is they're going to judge how I am at marketing by how I did at the branding. Exactly. And now you really are leaving money on the table because they're going to think a lot of you, if you could say, well, you know what, Mr. And Mrs. John Doe, I can do the branding for you. That is part of marketing. However, To serve you, I would like to bring in somebody who's an absolute expert what they do. How do you feel about that? I think they love that. They know that you now care about them, that you're willing to lose some money that would go to somebody else because you're thinking of their best interests. And I think that is the bigger win. Plus, it's the win with the relationship that you built with the branding person, too, in this
2: example. Absolutely. And I even had a client talk about copywriters who had, when I looked at their website, it was a copyright nightmare. And that is one of my weaknesses as well. So I definitely have copywriters on speed dial. And this person was like, listen, your wording doesn't match up, anything else. I go, let me bring in one of my team members. And so I called up one of the copywriters I know who specializes in just websites. That's there with Jam. And I said, okay, you're coming in as my team. How much? We'll tack it on to the client and then I'll pay you out. And he was happy as can be. The client thought, wow, your team member is so nice to work with. And of course, because I vetted him, I trust him. And it it was seamless. So there's many, many ways to set this up. It's what's in the best interest of your client. Absolutely.
1: So here's what I'd like to do, Steve, in your book. When you talk about this, I love that you give this overview of the florist right? So now stepping away from your business and my business and what we do for the audience. So this doesn't look like we're just doing a shameless (laughs) self-promotion podcast. Let's take it out and go to that overview that you shared, because I really thought it hit all the points really well. So if you could do an overview of that, then we will come back and we will dive into the specifics of how to break it down. So how does that sound?
2: Excellent. All right. Talking about Using a florist as an example to build joint venture partners. So what we have to create is what's called an event chain. It's all the people, your client think of who your client is. The florist is thinking who comes to them. And we're going to take just one of their many aspects because they service a lot of different things. We're going to pick, like, say, weddings. Florists love weddings, right? Weddings love florists. At least the bride or the groom does. So we got to think who is getting married. What are they looking for before they get to the floor? So, look at your downstream partners. So, wouldn't they already have a venue by then? Wouldn't they have their dress by then, their date, the reception, the DJ, and even the ring? Because the jeweler is actually the very person in the event chain. Because without the ring, it doesn't set off the event chain. Because someone has to propose to somebody, and usually with a ring. So, once the ring goes on the finger, then Whoever bride or groom that is, is now thinking dates. They need a reception hall, a venue. So that's probably the next one in the event chain, a venue, because you got to get that book. Then there's probably right after that. Oh my gosh, I need a wedding dress. So now a photographer,
1: coming, we need a photographer. A photographer
2: for each and every business. What we have to do is sit down with them individually, and just what we do is just like bleh, get it out of your head. Who comes before you? And then you also have to think who comes after you, after the floors, my good mom, the floors. then it might be, oh, I need a limo, honeymoon, vacation planner, those kinds of things. Cause that's after the floors. and think about it. Anyone who has a wedding, they do it actually in a sequence and it's pretty much the same for the whole industry. And I've talked to many, many, I've been to so many wedding shows. And bridal shows, it's insane. And guess what? This event, chain holds. And I've talked to many, many florists. And they go, oh, you know who, where the bride and the groom go after they get their flowers? They always go and get a cake. They're always after us. So why not go to the people before you and create a joint venture partner, say, with the reception hall? The bride and groom are talking to the reception hall. And they're thinking a million things. And the reception hall, hey, have you thought about flowers? That's going to be later on, but yeah. Oh, You got to go see Flora, the florist. Great. So now the reception hall just referred them to me. And I would be happy to pay like a 10, 15, 20% referral fee to the reception. Because that's business I didn't get. That person could have gone to any florist. You can set up a joint venture partner with everyone referring business to you before they get to you, your downstream partners. And then, like I mentioned, the bakers after me. So why not set up joint venture partners for everyone who is after me? So now they come to the store. I get them set up with flowers. Hey, have you gotten a cake yet? Well, no. I know that's someone who makes cakes. He, oh, he makes cakes. great cakes. <laughs> yeah, perfect for you. So I refer them to the baker. Now the baker gives me a referral. fee. You. you can actually turn this into a great stream of revenue. And guess what did this cost you? Zero. It's costing you. You have to put some time in it. And you have to approach the partners in a certain way. And you definitely have to vet your partner. You definitely well, want absolutely, because I think a lot
1: of times your, people don't always see it. And so I always like to say when you're doing a, a joint venture or even when you're collaborating, really, you have to understand that you've been thinking about it. Like you already yes. have the chain of events all set. So when you go and talk to that person, they're just hearing about it. They can't process right. it that fast. You have to spell it out for them. And of course, just like anything else, When you're spelling it out for somebody, you have to look through the lens of what's in it for them because that's what they're looking at is what's in it for them and get to the point. Like, don't bury the lead. Tell them what's in it Mm -hmm. for them and then you can work your way backwards. So I really do love that. And the reason why I wanted you to share the overview with the florist is because now I want to bring it back and think about who is my audience. So for those of you that are out in my audience, start thinking about it. Who are the upstream, downstream people for you. Make that list and start thinking about them. So just pick one or two right now, because now Steve's going to take us a little bit through the process. My first question is, how do you create a JV?
2: Once you have your list, you have to really know your target market and how you serve them. And I find a lot of business owners are very flaky on that. Well, if you are not clear on this, how can I go? How can you go to a joint venture partner and be clear? Because they're going to just, okay, you're out of here. Once you have your list, it's how to approach them and make it what's in it for them. Just like you mentioned, couldn't agree more with you on that. Now it's set up a couple of them. If you set up, say, if you're that florist, maybe what about three wedding bridal gown and groomsman locations that they're referring business to you? That's three. Great. Could you refer business to them? Yeah, absolutely. You have to have a strategic plan to go after them. So I always say start like where you're at. You're probably in the middle. Think of like a line. And you're dead in the middle. Look at your downstream on your left. Start with who's closer right before you, who sends business to you first. Start with them, then work your way down to the left, down the line, and do the same thing with upline for your upstream partners. That way you're gonna slowly build it out. So and now also- what we're
1: talking about is identifying JV partners. So when you're thinking about how much time people spend or don't, thinking about joint ventures. I mean, talking about a revenue multiplier, yeah. this is a revenue multiplier. So when Big you're time. thinking about it, if you identify your upstream and downstream, and then you got to remember that even once you do that, you get to duplicate that over and over because there's more than one yeah. florist, more than one gator, more than one person who's selling that wedding dress, more than one person who's going to create that wedding cake. So really once you identify, this is truly a wash, rinse, repeat, Which of course is always wonderful because I love things that once you create, you can do them over and over and over good. And literally when we're thinking about the visual of the line that you're talking about where you're in the middle and then you have the people to the right and to the left or your upstream and downstream, you literally could draw it out on a document and just change the names, faces, industries for the different partners and the different people who serve your audience. Once you do it, basically what you're saying is you could just say, okay, good, that's for somebody who does branding. Okay, Patty, so here's somebody who does websites. What does that look like? Oh, and I know five people who do websites, so I could do that five different times. The reality is you almost could create revenue that will keep you multiplying that revenue, you haven't even worked on your clients yet. (laughs) I mean, you're still like in this partnership thing and doing that. So that is like identifying the multiple joint venture partners. But I also believe that you have to really have some type of nurture sequence Mm -hmm. going on as well. So talk to us a little bit about how do you nurture those relationships and expand on them as
2: well? Exactly. The biggest thing is staying in touch. And we just talked about a floor. So it's a physical, tangible good. It can also be done in service business. And sometimes your downstream or upstream partners could also be the same one. Because how are you going to nurture this? So let's say one of my great referral partners are CPAs. The CPAs send business owners to me to help work on their businesses. Great. I now work on their business. I've just created a new problem for that client. And you're thinking, I created a problem. Yeah, I got more income. They have more employees. They need more accounting needs. Guess what? I now have to refer them back to their CPA or maybe now they're too big for their CPA or it's changed. I have to refer them to another CPA. I think that's really
1: important to know because
2: I feel that,
1: and I tell this to my clients all the time, every time you solve a problem, it illuminates another problem. I mean, that's just how business is. You know, you decide, oh, yes, I've got this branding. Oh, I love my brand now. Oh, that's great. How am I going to market that brand? Okay, so now you go to the marketing person. And maybe while you're with the marketing person, you realize now I need to rebrand my website because I have this great new brand. I have these amazing marketing strategies now, Mm -hmm. but it's not reflected on my website. Oh, now I need to have a new website. Oh, but wait a second. The website person's going to say they need to have the copy for the website. So now I need to talk to the copy person. So really, honestly, every problem solved illuminates another problem.
2: And that is a very good thing. Exactly. I actually talk to my referral partners on a regular basis. I send them notes, even like handwritten thank you notes, just for being a partner. And maybe if I'd had I also reevaluate my partnerships usually every year, more like every six months, because some partnerships will fade and some will flourish. And you, it's just like in business. We all have the clients that are rockstar clients, and then we have the clients who drain the life out of us. So you've got to be moving and evolving because your business is going to be moving and evolving as well. So you've got to make sure your partners are moving and evolving with you. And you might have, say, using the floors. Say that reception hall during the pandemic, they went bankrupt, they're gone. You need to fill that gap all the time. So you are always looking for more partners because it doesn't cost you anything to do this, but it can bring you in so much extra revenue. It's worth it. So you always have to be nurturing the relationship. And one of the things we did with the florist in the example is the florist, I actually just did this with a landscape. They actually created a landing page and a brochure, everything you need to know for about landscaping your home. And it had just 10 simple tips in it that he had a website, he marketed it, got people opted in to get this list. Guess what he did with the list? He then went to his downstream and his upstream partners and go, I have a lead for you. He now That's became perfect. the source of the leads. Well, as it's long like, as
1: they were following the can spam law, it, that's exactly totally like works in how they were doing it. But how would it work when you're thinking about it? You have JV partners and you may have products right. and you may have services in my world anyway. It doesn't always mean that you have to actually do a referral. Sometimes you right. can, sometimes you can't, but sometimes you can just endorse something, right? Exactly. You endorse something for somebody. Like if you have taken their program, I yes maybe you would, have them be in this stream for you, for absolutely sure. And I know this is where joint ventures touch also going into a a form of affiliate marketing, but sometimes it is just endorsing. I'll just give you a perfect example. So people come on my show and they'll say, oh, Patty, I would love to come on your show and I'd really love to talk about my book. My book is launching. It's going to launch right now. I have this, but it's really important to me. I would really, really love to come on your show and talk about it. So I'll do my due diligence to make sure they serve my audience. And I'll tell them, if you want me to interview you on my show, I will do that. We can talk about your book. But if you want me to endorse your book, which is totally different, you need to send me a copy of your book because I'm not going to endorse something I haven't read. So there's a little bit of a difference there. So I'm never going to tell somebody that I totally believe in this thing or that thing if I actually really don't know. Really making sure that you always stay in integrity 100%. And then people will trust you. That's part of the no like, trust. But it's really part of the go-to expert authority that you are because they know that you have that. That's kind of part of that vetting process. So I feel like that really goes in there too. So how are you finding that in this joint venture stream that you're talking about here, mm-hmm. that endorsing versus referring versus introducing, because they're really all separate things. Right. And sometimes an introduction is the best. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Where do you see for you how those three things
2: interact? Oh, absolutely. It's like I've referred people like I've developed a great joint ventureship with Liam Austin and his team. So we were talking, and I go, Who else are you looking for? What other kind of programs does Liam have coming up? And they said this I go, I know a great referral partner, a good joint venture. So I connected them together. That was easy. How does it help me? It helps them. They're going to help me. And I promoted Liam many times before I got their radar for them to start promoting my products and services. Another great way is I actually did this with someone, our tribes were aligned, but not really fully in the same bubble, if you will. They got two circles on top of each other. It was a little off-centered. So they did cross over a little bit. And we said, we can't really have a good joint ventureship program, but let's do something different. Because they were new to this whole joint venture world. I said, why don't we do an email swap? And what it is, is I'll say, hey, Patty, what do you have coming up? You can say, I got this workshop. Great. Let me send an email to my tribe and put it in my newsletter that you have that email. And whatever you get out of it, good for you, happy. And then you might say, hey, Steve, what do you have coming up? I got a master class. Great. I will send out one email and put it in my newsletter and good luck. So we just helped each other out, but there's no formal agreement. There's no money exchange. It's no nothing. We're just popping up on each other's radars, if you will, and promoting each other to our tribe.
1: So I think this is really a good way for people to see how you can expand yeah. on your own area of. Expertise how you can really truly serve your market better. You can Mm -hmm. become that go to person and absolutely beat out your competition if you believe in competition, Mm -hmm. but beat out your competition because you bring more to the table. This is about your equity, really. This is your social equity. This is how you have a network that people want to be able to tap into. Like I used to say, the people who hire me know they get access to my Rolodex. That's old mm-hmm. word, why I say database? But the reality is that is what it is. Like the old cell phone commercial where they used to say, here you are, it's not just me, it's all of the people behind me. And it's probably never been truer Than now we really care about our time, our energy, our resources and our money. So really being able to have a whole network of people that don't just serve you, but serve the people that you serve. Because I think a lot of times when people are networking, I don't want to stray too much, but a lot of times I think when people are networking, they're like, oh, no, we don't serve the same people. They don't really see the value. I think that is small thinking right? Right, That's small thinking. You got to be thinking about, yes, but I listen to do they serve the people in my audience? Because this is a good opportunity for me to be able to step in and serve. What I'm really hoping is that the people that are listening, if nothing else, I hope you're expanding your vision for possibility. Like what could be possible now? Because look at all these ways that we talked about generating revenue and nowhere in there have we had a conversation about our clients other than that we serve them in similar ways, but we didn't talk about, Oh, this is how I hire my clients. What we're talking about is how do we serve them and who they serve, which I think is even bigger picture. And nowadays where relationships are the currency in today's business environment, it's the name of the game. And I always like to say you, when you're thinking about it, your business is like an ATM machine, And are you making more deposits or more withdrawals? And this is a way for you to be able to make deposits. So I have to tell you, I think this concept is brilliant. I love it. I think it takes joint venturing to the very next level, which I love. I love that you are actually able to fine tune it. I've been doing it for a long time, but I've never seen it actually written out in the way that you break it down. And I love that it's right. No marketing, no advertising. That's the name of the game. And for the audience, this is just one strategy in the book that he's going to share. One strategy out of eight is what we're talking about. So you're going to want to make sure that you grab his book. But before we go there, Steve, how do you want people to connect with you? I know they're going to want to connect with you. What is the best way for them to do that?
2: Of course, I'm on social media platforms, primarily LinkedIn and Facebook. But you can also check me out on my website at bizcoachsteve.com, B-I-Z, Coach Steve.
1: Perfect. And we will have the button below. So if you just look down, you'll see that right there on our site. You came bearing gifts. We just talked about your book. So that's great. You came bearing gifts. I mean, how often does somebody give it to you for free? Tell us a little bit about that gift, because I think that is just amazing that you're willing to give somebody like your
2: whole book. Oh, absolutely. Because my passion is seeing small business owners survive and thrive and build a long-term sustainable business. So I got to serve that. And I'm very happy about it. The book is 45-Minute Business Breakthrough. It just outlines eight simple strategies that you can implement in your business. We talked about joint ventures as one of them. It's usually the most popular. And put it in your business without spending more on marketing or advertising. And you can download that at bizcoachsteve.com forward slash 100K. That is awesome. We will also have that link below
1: as well. So as we're beginning to wind down, Steve, I like to say my show is the Marketing Media and Money Podcast. So what would you say your number one marketing media and money strategy would be?
2: Something I learned the hard way. Stop doing everything yourself and get some help. Focus more on your strategy than the tactics when you're implementing your market.
1: That is a great strategy. I think you've given a different slant to it. I really think what most people think about, don't do everything yourself, get help. They're thinking about outsourcing, hiring a VA. This here is a lot more revenue generating what you've shared today. So I really love that tip. So thank you so much. And thank you, Steve, for being here on the show with me today. I appreciate you sharing your brilliance so generously.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And to my audience, thank you so much for being here, for being consistent, showing up every single week, to listen to our guests and what we share with you. I appreciate you so much. And while we're talking about appreciation, I have to say that I appreciate our sponsor as well. So the Marketing Media Money Podcast and Magazine is sponsored by Meg Schmidt, founder of Take the Leap Franchise Consulting Company. The franchise industry is booming as people look to diversify their income streams with essential businesses without having to quit their day job. To learn more and to schedule a call, go to MegSchmitz.com. Conversation is free, but the insights are priceless. And she is amazing and I can wholeheartedly endorse her. So again, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you to the audience. Have a great week. Hope everything is phenomenal for you and we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Marketing Media and Money Podcast. To shorten your learning curve even more, make sure to grab your free copy of the Marketing, Media, and Money magazine at www.marketingmediamoney.com. I promise your business will thank you.